football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver's Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zach By, And as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Reacting to a dismal. Dismal loss at home to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, dismal, dismal for a multitude of reasons. And you know where we'll start is is just how dominant the Denver Nuggets have been over the Minnesota Timberwolves ever since that game eighty two. Uh, this is now going back to two thousand and eighteen in April of two thousand and eighteen. Uh, they the Nuggets had not lost to the Timberwolves. That was like a a watershed moment. Uh, I would define it as uh, for these Denver Nuggets, and it was a, a game eighty two winner go home game. We know how it went. The Nuggets went home, uh, and then really since that point, turned a corner um, as a franchise. Really, uh, I, and I don't think you know that moment is because of it. Um, but that was the moment that, that that was a a a turning point for sure and since then 12 consecutive losses i mean it was like, like Kansas City Chiefs over the Denver Broncos type of stretch where it was 12 straight w's and i have to be honest i had a weird feeling about this game before it ever started okay um, my, my, the first thing that made my um, antennas go up is that uh, I saw the line on the game, um, and, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Uh, it was four, I believe, according to our friends at Superbook, uh, the proud sponsors of the Mile High Hoops podcast. And I looked at it, and I'm like, the Nuggets at home against the team they have flat dominated are only laying four. Now, I know that um, this, there's circumstances at play that, of course, you know, led to that um, with all the absences and COVIDs and, you know, uh, sprained ankles and ACLs and all that, right? Um, but getting, you know, Aaron Gordon had a bit of a back. Uh, he played Will Barton. They got him back. Um, so I, I still thought the combination of, you know, Monte, uh, the league's MVP and Jokic, Barton, Gordon, uh, Green, uh, 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 Jeff, that is. Um, I still thought they had enough, but I, I was just a little bit spooked because it had just been so long, such a long stretch. It's hard to, especially in pro sports. I don't care which sport you're talking about: football, baseball, basketball, hockey. It's hard to beat another uh, team twelve consecutive times over the course of the last few years. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, my worst fear uh, came to life. When Minnesota showed up and absolutely stomped ass on the Denver Nuggets. They whooped their ass for four quarters, flat out. There's no other two ways to slice it. 
Uh, they won the first quarter. They won the second quarter. They won the third quarter. Uh, the, the fourth quarter was largely window dressing as the Timberwolves were up by as many as you know 23 points in this game. This was like a serious question. When was the last time the Nuggets played a home game where they never led by even a point? I, I know that it has happened. I mean, for, for sure, obviously, it's, it's happened. Uh, but it just hadn't happened a lot here uh, in the last uh, couple years. They got just flat out dominated. They didn't have the competitive spirit or willpower uh, to beat really anyone in the NBA last night. Uh, a, a Timberwolves team that is, you know, middling under 500 came in, I think, as a, a 12 and 15, uh, and they and they get a they get a dominant win over Denver, 124 to 107, in a game that didn't even feel as close as it uh, as that final score would indicate. Wire to wire, curb stomping. And, you know, in a first half where the Timberwolves hit 16 threes, 16 freaking threes. They finished with 23 made three-pointers. They shot nearly 50%. And some of it was, you know, hey, it's a make or miss league. Guys are going to make shots. There is no, uh, you know, there is no such thing as perfect defense when you got perfect offense. There was a sliver of that, a pinch, okay? Uh, a lot of it was just guys, you know, not fighting through screens or missed assignments or, you know, uh, you know, mental breakdowns, uh, letting guys get in there. Like, how many times did Anthony Edwards get himself in a rhythm off the bounce? I mean, it looks like it looked like he was at the Rucker, seriously. And he makes 10 three-pointers. Like, the Timberwolves came in here and set records on Wednesday night. Literally. It came in here and set set records. Anthony Edwards made the most three-pointers in a single game in Minnesota Timberwolves history. That, 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 that's what we saw on Wednesday night. Um, 16 threes and a half. That's the most three-pointers made in any first half in any NBA game this season. That's what we w- witnessed on, on Wednesday night. It was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Uh, but the Nuggets got out-competed. They got just flat out outcompeted. Um, you look at um, you look at Carl um, Anthony Towns. I thought for the first time in a very, very, very long time that Carl Anthony Towns outplayed Jokic uh, offensively. He he really gave Jokic the business, uh, and I can't remember a game quite like that. Maybe there there is one where. And uh, Carl Anthony Towns outplayed Jokic, you know, in one of those losses. But I, I just can't remember it. Doesn't doesn't roll off the tongue. Uh, but for him to go 32 points on 12 of 18 from the field, about half of those were on Jokic. Uh, he also made three three pointers. Uh, went to the free throw line, didn't miss. Was five for five, and was and was a plus 18, uh, which is actually one of the lower plus minuses uh, in the box score, by the way, for for any of the starters. So. Uh, but yeah, he he had his way, um, and Anthony Edwards, man, uh, dropped thirty eight. Uh, that dude is comfortable in Denver. I don't know what it is. I remember being there when he had that, um, you know, Sports Center top ten highlight type dunk. Uh, that was a, a season ago. Um, he just looks comfortable here. So he goes for thirty eight. On you know, I mentioned he made uh, ten threes. He only took fourteen. Uh, he was fourteen to twenty one from the field. So, yep, there's not, like, you know, in terms of, like, um, you know, massive takeaways or something like that, I, I, I just think there was a night that uh, the Nuggets went into a fight with their hands down. They got punched in the mouth in the first three, four minutes 
um, and were on the ropes uh, for four quarters. So Jokic uh, did have a triple-double. Uh, I believe one of the final teams in the league that he hadn't had a triple-double uh, against, which I was surprised about. But uh, he finishes with 27 points, 10 rebounds, 11 assists. Uh, he was a mi- I mean, how many games has Nikola Jokic played in the last three seasons where he was a minus 17 when he was out there? Not many. Not many. How about Aaron Gordon? Minus 28 when he was on the floor. Holy bleep and bleep. Just not their night, man. Just not their night. But typically, I'll say this. Typically, when the Nuggets have one of these um, just just stinkers, uh, they typically bounce back um, in in terrific fashion. But they're going to need to do so uh, in Atlanta. Uh, they got a three-game road trip coming up uh, in Atlanta, at Brooklyn, at Oklahoma City. So you, the, the Nuggets are at 500 after that loss uh, on Wednesday night at home. They're 14 and 14 right now at the time of recording. Friday night, staring them in the face uh, in Atlanta. And the Nuggets, guys, dreadful in Atlanta. Dreadful. I don't know the overall record. Uh, I didn't pull it up. I don't have it off the top of my head. But I remember, I remember, and I'll, it's so vivid. Uh, the first year that we had this podcast, it was me and Earl Boykins uh, who tag team it. Um, or were tag teaming it, and, and Earl ended up taking the you know, director of player development job um, with Coach Musselman at Arkansas there in the SEC. Of course, happy for him, and we never got another co-host. I just started talking to myself, um, but I remember uh, that was when the Hawks were so bad. So this is going back, you know, um, gosh, was it 2000? I think it was 2018 season, I think. Uh, and the Hawks, I think that was the year where they ended up drafting Trey Young and Kevin Herter, both in the first round. Um, I think that I think that was it. Maybe it was the 2017 season, actually, uh, come to think of it. But anyway, um, Earl said, uh, this team's going to lose it, uh, uh, in Atlanta. And, and I said, Earl, this is one of the worst teams in the NBA. Like, the Atlanta Hawks are so bad. And he said, these Nuggets are going to lose in Atlanta. He said, this is a young basketball team. And when young basketball teams go to Atlanta, they experience Atlanta, all right? And all the stuff, for lack of a better term, uh, that comes with being uh, a young man with a pocket full of money in the ATL. And I couldn't believe it. That night they lost in Atlanta. Uh, They do not have historically a lot of success, but... They, I'm not going to say they, they, they need to win because you don't need to win any game when you're at 500 and it's the middle of December. Uh, but should they drop it, you're facing a Brooklyn team uh, on Sunday. We know the challenges that are going to come uh, with that. And then you got another road game in Oklahoma City, um, which um, I'm trying to remember. They, did, they have not played Oklahoma City yet, right? No. Okay. Uh, all right, so just a couple other thoughts uh, I want to uh, get out of my head. Um, I was really disappointed uh, on Wednesday afternoon when I saw the uh, video that surfaced of um, it was uh, Malika Andrews, Zach Lowe, Kendrick Perkins, and Richard Jefferson. And they were discussing uh, the MVP race. And they were making the case that it was a two-man race between Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. And 
Zach Lowe just went off. Like, went off. Zach, Zach Lowe, I've listened to Zach Lowe for years. I've talked about um, uh, the, the, intro, the, the intro to this podcast is always, you know, um, welcome to, you know, another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast, blah, blah, blah. And that is a uh, small a tip of the cap and ode, if you will, to Zach Lowe, who has started his Low Post podcast for many, many years. Um, welcome to the Low Post podcast. So just a bit of a, um, a, a nod to him. Uh, and, um, you know, you can get inspired by guys, you know. Uh, I do the same thing on our, our radio show uh, here in Denver. Um, when I say, ah, we are here. Well, Colin Coward used to do that uh, forever and has done that forever. Uh, just the tip of the cap and honoring, you know. Uh, so but I'm saying all that because I, I know I know the disposition of Zach Lowe's personality on a day-to-day basis. He's not very animated, right? He's very statistically driven, very level-headed, very reasonable. Um, and he almost lost his you know what on air um because he said he said it is flat out stupid that we are having this conversation and acting like it is only a two man race for mvp when the nikola jokic he said you can look at any advanced stat that you want literally pick anyone that you believe in and jokic is going to be number 1 on that list which of course this is true we've talked about it um the per 100 possession stuff the 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 player efficiency ratings. I mean, there's there's a bunch of bunch of them out there. Uh, they're more popular today than than ever. Um, we don't get too in the weeds with um, advanced stats, but there is certainly a place for them. And he said you can look at any advanced stat uh, that you want. Jokic is going to be number one on that list. He said, but also look at the raw numbers. Like Nikola Jokic is averaging the same same amount of points as Steph Curry. He's averaging twenty seven points. He's averaging fourteen rebounds, which is the second best mark in the league, uh, next to Rudy Gobert. And he's just outside the top ten in assists, getting seven and a half a game. I mean, it's ridiculous what he's doing. He's leading the Denver Nuggets in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. It's absurd. Um, and he said that. He said, you know, the only reason that he's not more part of the conversation is because the Nuggets don't have anyone available. Like, we we know it. We've talked about it at nauseum. He said, and they're still, like, 500. Um, So he pointed to those things, just like facts, advanced stats, the raw numbers. And during while he's doing it, Zach Lowe has to say, like, three different times to Richard Jefferson, stop, because... Jefferson literally put his head down on the table and put it in his hands and was was shaking it back and forth as if, you know, Zach Lowe is advocating for me to win uh, the NBA's MVP. And and I just thought it was really, really, um, it was rude. Like the way that he did it, I I thought it was it was rude and ultimately disrespectful uh, to Nikola Jokic and the incredible individual season that he's having. Is the MVP going to go to the eighth seed? No. But, like, tell me something I don't effing know. Like, like we're 27 games into an 82-game season. To act like Nikola Jokic isn't a part of the MVP conversation, I think is the dumbest thing ever. I'm totally with Zach Lowe on this. Like, again, am I saying Jokic is going to win it? No. Am I saying Jokic should win it? No. But am I saying that he should be a part of the conversation? Of course. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, how can you do what Nicole is doing and not be a part of an MVP conversation? It, it, it's 
And again, is he at the front of the line? No, you haven't won enough games. But they also have no one, which is also part of the context with why what he's doing is so impressive. So I, I, I was, as, especially as a former Nugget who played with Nikola Jokic, I just don't get the um, the dismissiveness, the dismiss, the dismissive tone and actions and the nonverbals that he was putting out there in ESPN. I was just like, dude, this is this, this is not cool at all. Uh, rude, disrespectful, and um, honestly ignorant. Um, from like, n- I don't mean that as an insult. Um, I mean like the literal. Like he, he, he is not. He like he's not understanding. And I want to like shake him. What what Zach Lowe was saying. It looked like Zach Lowe, Lowe wanted to do more than that to him uh, on the air. Okay. Uh, also want to um, give just a massive, massive shout out to Isaiah Thomas. The former Nugget, former MVP candidate. It's hard to believe, but it was uh, just the, a few years ago, four or five years ago, that Isaiah Thomas was named to an All-NBA team with the Boston Celtics. And since then, his career has been derailed. He's only played in 87 total games over the last four years, okay, um, including just three last year with New Orleans. So he's had like a just a hip that just will not go away. He got it surgically repaired, but he's not he's not giving it up. And I just I just admire like for the same characteristic in his DNA that had him overcome everything leading up to him being on that NBA all NBA team is the same characteristic that has him coming back from this. So this was the next step. Him playing for uh, the the Grand Rapids Gold and his debut for him to go out there at at 32 years old, still not letting it go. He's still 5'9", by the way. He didn't grow. For him to go out and have 42 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds, make 5 three-pointers in a win, uh, I just, I don't know, man. It was like, it was classic. It was classic IT. It looked like prime IT. And granted, you know, it's it was a 131-127 game against the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, okay? I, I understand the context of it. I really do. Um, but uh, that being said, I still, I just still love to see it. I love to see it. Could Is it sustainable? You know, um, you know, how much do you read into that performance? I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I just want to see more. Like I'm not, I don't want to say anything definitive about it. It would be an incredible, incredible story if he could make his return. And you know, could it be in a Nuggets uniform? Maybe. Like, is there is there a role for it if he's healthy? And um, you know, I, I I don't know. So I want to see more. I want to see more. Um, I'm not going to rule it out. I, I'm not going to do that because uh, Isaiah Thomas, he's five foot nine. But make no mistake. Uh, in, in his heart in there, it's a heart of a lion. So I'm rooting for him. Uh, I'm rooting for him, and I wanted to, um, you know, give him a massive shout-out. We'll continue to track um, his uh, developing G League season uh, as it happens. Okay, uh, guys, that's where we will leave it today. Uh, we talked about the Atlanta Hawks on deck, followed by uh, the Brooklyn Nets on Sunday. And then uh, they'll wrap up the road trip on Wednesday evening in Oklahoma City. That is uh, Wednesday next week. So a bit off uh, in the distance there. Uh, but you already know 
that whatever happens in Atlanta on Friday night and whatever happens in Brooklyn on Sunday, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.